In this segment, we'll experiment with the boundaries of storytelling, featuring some of our friends, mentors, and advisors. We'll share perspectives and reframe the narratives that fall on a spectrum. We'll have unfiltered conversations around life, business, and everything in between. Between the vantage point of a deep thinker and an atomic player. Between an objective mind and a subjective heart. Between the truth teller and the truth seeker. Between two sides of the coin. Hello everyone. Today we have Manav Kag. Manav is a veteran in the Indian SaaS ecosystem and has recently authored the Indian SaaS story. Lessons in building and scaling from India's most valuable SaaS companies. He's an alumnus of Indian Institute of Foreign Trade and the founder of ICA, which is a market leader in software for global commodity markets. He started SaaS Boomi back in 2015 with his friends and colleagues from the SaaS space. And last year, he shaped the Together Fund. Manav, welcome to our show. Thanks for having me, Shashpat. It's an absolute pleasure to actually talk to an alumnus. So many of our friends, colleagues, seniors, juniors are looking up to, especially in the SaaS space. And they are delighted uh, to see the launch of your book as well. So, so excited for this journey as well, Manav. Yes, always good to meet a fellow IFTN, Sasha. So, Manav, just to start off, right, uh, uh, last um, few years back, I happened to meet a professor by the name of Tadahiro Wakasugi from Japan. And he introduced me to a concept called as Kokoro Jashi. It's an um, evolution of Ikigai, but primarily uh, to the alignment of the personal and professional goals as well. So if I were to ask you, what is your personal mission and what is the positive change do you wish to make in the coming decades? No, obviously, I, I love it as a concept, uh, you know, seeing perfection and imperfection, right? So I think, uh, especially, in, I think my perspective on the personal mission is evolved over a period of time, you know, coming from a small town in India and then, you know, making your way through competitive exam, like all of us do to RECs and IFTs and, and, and whatnot. I think what I have constantly realized that, you know, I get a lot of happiness by bringing about a positive change in the society with what I've learned so far. So, so what, that's what I've done so far, you know, we were working and, and then, you know, on to entrepreneurship. So what gives me happiness is therefore focused on creating more entrepreneurs. And that's the reason, you know, we started this entire paid forward community at SAS Kumi also, that whatever we have learned so far through hard work or the knowledge or talking to people, what is the best way to pay it forward and therefore how to create impact where more entrepreneurs can be created and then they do and go co-create more and more uh, exponential impact on the society, both in terms of capital markets and as well as, you know, in their personal lives as well. So, so that gives me most happiness. That's what I'm trying to enable through various initiatives that I have, whether at ACA, which is, you know, proving that you can, you know, create a global scalable enterprise uh, software company from India so that more can see and more templates can be created. And then that we got replicated in SAS for me, where we all came together with Grish, you know, Grish from Charge B, Suresh and Abhinash and said, okay, let's put it together and, and pool our learning and get the ecosystem together so that, you know, that learning multiplies over a period of time and more entrepreneurs can be created from it. So that is a positive change I'm looking at. The book is, a, is another step towards that as well, you know, whatever uh, in a template form, whatever we could write, uh, you know, and consolidate the learning of, of 25, 30 entrepreneurs so that thousands of entrepreneurs can learn from it and then create, you know, much, much larger companies as India, India goes more and more deeper into technology space. Absolutely. I think it feels like a playbook for the evolving Indian SaaS founders and entrepreneurs coming out from this part of the world as well. And in Kokoro Jashi, they talk about the convergence of a personal mission, the content and the tribe. 
And definitely it feels that uh, this thousand true fans that you wish to lead and serve is an integral part of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's the idea. So I would love to know a little bit of your learnings from uh, your entrepreneurial um, journey as well at Eka. Many of my friends and colleagues are absolutely aware of it. Some of have worked for you as well. And uh, if I were to ask you, what were some of the highlights from your operator career? What would you say? Yeah, I'm still an operator. So, so, so I think the, the highlight so far is, I think biggest learning is the perseverance. You know, given that, you know, I started in 2004 when the product ecosystem was almost kind of absent. Very, very few companies back then. So a lot of learning you have to do from scratch, whether it is recruiting people and, and you know, convincing them to join and come to work for the product companies or doing the first sales to large global major companies outside of India and then think of how to build a software company. I think the underlying factor there is actually the belief and the perseverance. And we're seeing it replicated across many other sectors in India now where people just persevere and people break through and create larger companies. But I think the biggest learning is that you have to believe in yourself and continue to persevere. And then somehow the magic will happen. People will come together. Customer will come together and, and we will do that. You know, a lot of time what happens is, you know, uh, there's always a strong, I would say, sense of uh, balance between uh, reason and passion. So, you know, so when if you have an unbridled passion, it may just burn you, right? You just want to do something which is not reasonable. And if you're only reasonable, you can't, if you're always going towards reason, you can't take the risk. So I think it's a balance between reason and passion, which I think is also very important for an entrepreneurial journey. So, you know, when things are down, you need a passion to go through that situation and make sure that you come out of that. You know, a lot of time, investors will tell you this is not a good idea. People won't join you. So it's a lot of time you're left alone. So then only passion can sail you through that particular mad- madness uh, during that time. And similarly, when the things are growing very fast, then you start believing everything is because of me and my success. But most often or not, it is the success of the team and people along with you and the market conditions. So that time, reason will have to come in the forefront. So I think that's my second way of looking at the perspective of entrepreneurial journey. Uh, there will always be ups and downs. So I think how do you balance this reason and passion at, at the various journey, various points in journey makes a lot of difference. I love the way you actually uh, you know mentioned about the reason and passion because someone rightly said that entrepreneurs should actually have fire in the heart and ice in the head, not the other way around and balance things out as well. So um, uh, very curious, um, how do you take decisions, Manav? I mean, what's your mental model uh, as an entrepreneur, as an investor? Do you have a framework of decision making as well? So I think decision-making for an entrepreneur for building a company is divided into multiple aspects of building a company, right? So if you look at the decision to select an investor, if you're you're going for a funding, for example, is based on the people. One is, of course, the money, which comes with every investor if you're successful in raising capital. But the more important is who are you going to raise capital from? Is that person going to be part of your journey? Is he going to be on your side when the chips are down? So people aspect is very important even in fundraising. Similarly, if you look at building your team, your first five hires who are going to be with your journey for next five, 10 years or for so long, your chemistry with them, your ability to work with them, their ability to work with you. So people, uh, so I think my decision making is heavily indexed towards people. Uh, similarly, in the ecosystem also when, you know, Avinash, Kirish, Creation, you know, Suresh, all of us came. So again, it's actually the people who came together and the same thought process. So my single biggest learning is, uh, is decision making is people orientation, right? That whenever I'm taking a decision, whether for a customer or for, uh, for fundraising or for building the team, it is their chemistry with me and my chemistry with them. And uh, are they genuinely believing in the work that they're doing? Could be a very small task. It could be a janitor in the office, could be, you know, the chief operating officer, it could be the CMO. I think it's alignment with people is going to matter the most. So that, so that is a one key part of decision making. Second key part of the decision making is uh, always how do you look at short term versus 
long term right so that's always a trade off that you will have right uh, somebody is giving you high valuation you might want to see short term is really good right instead of somebody giving you at a seed stage a 10 million dollar valuation versus 20 million dollars it is a lot of money a lot of dilution impact will come but will that person with you in the long term so i think it is also bringing in the short term and long term thinking is just a question of that i think that's another part goes into my decision making i typically over index mostly for the long term because my outcome is very long term oriented because i believe entrepreneurship is a long term you know long term aspect it is not it is not for short term you can't be entrepreneur for 2 years and quit and go back something else i think once entrepreneur always an entrepreneur whatever you may choose to do so therefore i focus on people i focus a lot on long term thinking and third i focus a lot on relationships uh, as such that what kind of relationship i am getting into whether it's a customer is it uh, going to be a long term sustainable relationship commercially speaking at this time right so people bring in the emotional and working together aspects long term short term depends on how what is your perspective and backdrop of taking the decision and then uh, a, a commercially sustainable model right if i am recruiting somebody then it has to be commercially sustainable for that person to you know get enough salary have good environment to be able to grow in life if i am working with investor investor it's my job to make sure as an entrepreneur that they get the returns right the valuation they come from you know they are also helping you at that part of journey when they are believing in you so aspect of giving the shareholder returns uh, come into picture at that point in time similarly customer of course you will charge for what you services you are giving to the customer but customer also has to get a value right so it's a it's a careful balance of that relationship also matters a lot so that's what goes into decision making excellent so uh, you mentioned about your first five hires as well so i'm very interested in ika when you were hiring your first five or 10 uh, you know leadership folks or the first few hires how did you go about it so the the backdrop is very different right 2004 uh, not many startup uh, vc system was just very in, in in fancy not many vc firms had started back then so my hires were primarily actually i hired a uh, few people from iift few of my batchmates i spoke to them that was the first few hires uh, then uh, my first hire for sales was a random you know a cold call to a very senior person and then i convinced him and believe in on the vision so so it was a combination of the people i knew that point in time from college and then looking for a professional expertise in the area of sales which we believe we could not get talent in there so that was my approach to hiring a team but if you if i were to hire a team today uh, i think it will be a lot more dependent on which areas i have the expertise which i know now and which are the areas i can get from ecosystem but ecosystem is very evolved you can get people very good in technology you can get people who are good in marketing you can get people in good in product in india now maybe sales is only skill is still kind of lacking a little bit especially global sales but you can build an incredible team in india now uh, from scratch sure and uh, you know this pandemic of late for the last one and a half two years has been rough for uh, many of the companies many of the startups as well but surprisingly the indian saas diaspora has uh, taken advantage of the digital opportunities and they have really taken a you know spike so um, uh, how did you actually um, you know shape the cultural climate within the team or within your ecosystems as well during this pandemic of course your book is out that was a great achievement during the pandemic but i'm very curious that how did you motivate your team members or you know ecosystem players uh, while this particular phase was going through i think uh, when uh, pandemic hit all of us all of us were worried that you know business will go down right but uh, it it turned out to be other way around right everybody went for larger digitization budgets uh, generally there is adoption even smaller teams are adopting more because everybody is working in a remote environment globally so it's good news for the industry right that the business is growing or there is a secular trend of growth in the business 
so that motivates people right because you're working for for so called commercial success to a large extent right now the challenge came now given that you're not meeting people anymore uh, the switch to the working environment right that is primarily through just talking to meeting meeting more and more people i think that is online meetings you know getting in touch with people being very sensitive to the issues that they may be facing at home i think those are the key things which keeps you in touch but it is very hard even after that also you know now we are 2 years into pandemic i feel you know i haven't met a lot of people in last 2 years i haven't traveled globally to meet my international teams so i'm also kind of feeling disconnected from them but there is no way out of out of this at least in the short term maybe in another 6 9 months one year it will go away to a large extent where we can again meet freely and, and travel uh, internationally freely to meet people till such time it's only just you know be more considerate i would say that's what the approach we have followed because you don't know what's happening at at your colleagues in the background right uh, children are going through stress at, at 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 the schools your your parents and your wife are going through the same in between covid is hitting all of us wave after wave so i think it is a time to just be very considerate uh, a lot of people want to actually do work so you have to always err on the other side right that people actually want to contribute and work they may not be contributing because they must be facing a huge personal issue on the other side true and um, uh, while this change is uh, affecting everyone's life how is your uh, leadership template or leadership style i mean you know with less almost like more than two decades of experience you've already seen a lot of ups and downs right whether it was the last recession 2008 9 or whether so many other uh, you know uh, crests and troughs so how do you um, you know manage your uh, team members or other stakeholders as well I only lead it out right. So my management style is very free, freedom orientation. I believe in the inherent strength of people relationship, right? If if I have a relationship with you, irrespective of your age, experience, caste, color, whatever you want to add to it, right? It is it is my personal. If we are working together as a team, there has to be hundred percent trust. And in that trust environment, you know, I can say anything to you. You can say again back to me. You can ask me any question. I can ask any question. so the, and then you know you're free to do the role that you're playing to the best of your ability i think it is a i inherently believe in people basically uh, i think that is what uh, in the end counts and therefore everything around people are important whether it's relationships it's belief in them it's giving them a longer rope to be successful and make mistakes so that that's the model excellent uh, my last um, uh, question around your enterprise as well as um, you know thesis would be uh indians are by nature a lot of competitive in nature right we have uh, been competitive from our school days from our to our college days to the corporate sector as well so how do you approach or do you have a uh, thought around uh, you know the competition per se like they say as an entrepreneur or as a founder you would be competing in different um, geographies with different uh, people from different uh, you know segments or user cohorts as well so how do you approach competition some founders take competition head on some founders take they rope you know they take a little bit of slack they work in a very cooperative manner as well they don't compete with their competitors but they try to forge partnerships with their competitors when approaching different markets as well so do you have a strategy around competition yeah see as far as competition for your business is concerned right if you're in a saas market your market opportunity defines a lot of time the way you want to structure your competition right if you are coming a new category where the number of people are less then it's primarily focused on making sure that you carve out the area where you are the best and therefore that's how you win the against competition right if the market has million users right you want to make sure that at least 100 200000 really your offering is really really strong for those 100000 people so that is the uh, area if you are in an area where eka for example is a traditional area and where you know which older industries like commodities and treasury and and, and sustainability which is a little bit new 
then you want to look at that what is the new change that people are bringing in right is it a cloud is it a modernization of technology stack that people are looking for so therefore you then the product become equally important uh, you know or or very very important to make sure that product is able to showcase to that promise so my template in the in the saas ecosystem or technology ecosystem is compete through product basically i always text on the product side that a product has to be best in in class product has to be very well designed user interface everything related to that but from an entrepreneurship a lot uh, entrepreneurs lot of focus also come in the personal growth side because in your competition is one how well you are doing but also when you go into a cohort of entrepreneurs right pretty natural to start doing comparison so i think this really important to not get into that race of how other people are doing but benchmark how you are growing in relation to what you were before right uh, at least same like if you heard saw this movie the the greatest game ever played the game of golf right you're competing against yourself i think that's the best example i can come up with right where you're just competing with yourself and saying okay how do i better myself with every single shot that i do i think that is that's another aspect of where entrepreneurs actually go through a massive ups and down sure you have um, worked with um, so many customers from different parts of the world as well and uh, you have lived in new york and um, i loved one of the pointer in your book where you mentioned that uh, the global leaders especially the global saas um, leaders they spend 90% more on customer success than the indian saas firms would love to know um, your world view around this 1 trillion dollar saas opportunity that you have been talking about and how indian saas companies can play a major role in the global arena yeah so the the trillion dollar market opportunity is because you know saas is growing at 20% year on year globally today if you look at it 34% saas is about 34% penetrated into overall enterprise software market so 66% is still to be converted into saas so that opens up a huge opportunity for every single saas entrepreneur globally right now within that there are multiple areas either dev tools infrastructure uh, vertical saas or horizontal functional saas uh, companies right so opportunities are everywhere i think the question is what you want to identify and where you can excel so it's a huge opportunity for for everybody involved to grow in and 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 make money from this uh, growth curve which you all or is in a second i think now the template for saas is also set at saas for me specifically over last uh, i would say 7 years now we've done a lot of hard work in creating that template where enough examples are there which people can follow and replicate that obviously new templates will continue to emerge as the market is always changing but there's enough amount of knowledge which is templatized which people can follow and grow from here so i think that that gives the best opportunity for for people to take care of the advantage or, or take advantage of what we have uh, for future excellent and uh, the plg the product led growth is really sweeping uh, the world and you are a big proponent of plg i believe so so how is the plg movement shaping up within the indian saas ecosystem have you heard of about any companies or could you give some examples that you are really proud of yeah i think uh, first of all i want to make sure that yeah plg is, is a i would say new way of of go to market right where product is hero and through product you're able to establish a lot of success with the end user markets and therefore your growth can be exponential as your product get more and more established but this equal amount of market is also a possible through sales led motion right so i want to make sure at least people understand that really well that both sides are equally uh, successful and can lead to larger outcomes both ways in terms of indian example i think freshworks and zoho are the best examples if you look at it right both are kind of plg while plg was not popular as a term back then but inherent motions are plg right if you look at freshworks you know you go go to website try and you know you do a lot of things things on your own focus on end user market so freshworks and zoho probably are the best examples which is at scale 
in terms of uh, a lot of other startups are now looking at uh, at plg motion uh, they are even you know through fund we have invested in a company called topline which is actually enabling the companies who are who focus on on the plg motion right so there are many companies like that who are coming revenue hero is another uh, company which we invested through together fund who are focused on enabling the product led growth motion so i think these companies will become the success for tomorrow and will continue to grow but product product led growth what have the advantage india has in that strategy they're sitting in anywhere in india you can code you can build a product you can test if it's working or not so it's is very attuned to our digital go to market model and uh, b- besides the sales led uh, growth product led growth you know there's a new wave that was uh, sweeping at least in the digital world last year which is like community led growth as well and you know community veterans like avinash would uh, really agree to that that if you have a community very strong community early on then whatever product you build at a later point in time you will be uh, much more comfortable in get, getting customers your your fellow uh, you know first few hires as well as connecting with fellow investors yeah i agree so community led growth is very very powerful so that model is difficult to execute uh, so far you know if you look at from inherit strength so from no strength in saas i would say 7 10 years back we have now gained a strength we are product we are able to create product with reasonable amount of accuracy and predictability right if you give money to a team a tech guys plus product manager they able to create a world class product from india now therefore product led growth becomes a little bit easier to execute in community led motion you need somebody like a vinash right who inherently understand people inherent inherent inherently understand community uh, you know hot people come together and then try to come through it it is if you can execute it is really really very very powerful tool but it's hard to execute in my opinion it's a little bit early for for scale to come there Sure, and uh, I was reading through your um, book as well, and um, I loved your emphasis around the customer churn, which all the SaaS uh, founders or businesses go through. Uh, what are your advices for SaaS founders to optimize their churn based on your experience? I think uh, if you look at the key focus of go to market, right? Previously, we all thought just focus on sales, 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 right? So now we we understood that the post. sales is equally important because those customers become your advocate you can do upsell you can do cross sell they can help you innovate better they can help you create more product so i think it's first of all it's almost equal amount of investment in the sales motion as far as the post sales motion that is the key to that right if if you are able to invest early on into your post sales it will help you getting customer success reducing customer churn you know upselling to customer which is your nrr net retention will go up and you will be able to even develop more products looking at the information that is coming from your users so i think it is simple plain focus right from the start sure and uh, girish quoted a nice line in your book and i would uh, like to t- talk about it it's uh, the story is your friend and the data is the enemy and uh, somewhere around those pages he also mentioned about ted gordons uh, likes to call what's an authentic lie so many startup founders have a good storytelling uh, play at you know in shape in the early days as well and uh, now as you are an investor with uh, together fund uh, what's your thesis and uh, how are you aiming to accelerate a lot of next generation of saas founders and uh, what would you like to see in a founder when you are trying to take a bet on him or her i think from our perspective we are looking for olympic teams right so we're looking a lot on as said you know how passionate the entrepreneur is how deep the entrepreneur is thinking about it is the thinking long term in nature or not right and then uh, we over index on on the good product manager so even if the founding team does not have a product good product manager are they inherently out there to create a create a very good product out there so that's what we look for uh, in a in a team 
and um, uh, about your book, um, uh, Manav, this is the first book that you've written. So uh, apart from your uh, some of your favorites, like uh, maybe Bhagavad Gita, did you have any inspirations while writing this particular book? Not as such, you know, uh, I've been for very fortunate reading for a very long time, you know, growing up itself. I was reading a lot of, uh, you know, Punjabi literature and, and then English I picked up later on in life, coming from very small in Punjab. I like Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Uh, so I love that book a lot. So, for example, the thing I quoted about uh, reason and passion, he explains it really well. Read it up, you will see. Uh, so it's very, very applicable to daily life uh, in people. I also go uh, like uh, reading a little bit depth about, uh, you know, science and technology. So I like, you know, six lessons by Richard Feynman, right? The I wrote about the rocket, right? Built first rocket. So I spent time on that. In terms of business book, I like No Rules, No Rules uh, by you know Netflix, yeah, for culture building and how they transformed the entire culture of the company from where the company was to where it is today. Uh, I write reading biographies uh, quite a lot. Uh, in my early days, I spent a lot of time reading biographies, uh, where it's Napoleon, Mahatma Gandhi, a lot of a lot of biographies back then. Recently, I read Elon Musk and and Steve Jobs. Uh, biography. The one I really like, which one I'm reading right now is uh, Leonardo da Vinci. I'm really impressed by him, what he could achieve in his lifetime from, uh, you know, best scientist to an architect to, you know, he made, you know, various uh, defense systems also of, of those times in Florence. So uh, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, he was definitely polymath, you know, uh, expertise in so many fields as well. Also, he went very deep in every field to bring out the best. And of course, Mona Lisa, which is still a mystery for everybody. So nice. And uh, Manav, I hear that uh, you are a music lover as well. So, uh, you know, on a lighter note, uh, what are you listening or what have you been, uh, you know, really going gaga about for the last few months? Right now, recently I'm listening to this uh, track by Ben Boomer. I don't know if this is, pro- uh, you know, EDM and progressive uh, progressive EDM. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, there's a uh, new artist from Germany called Ben Boomer. Uh, it's very nice. A friend of mine introduced to him his music. So I've been listening to that for the last two weeks now. Well, that's that's so exciting. And definitely, Amanava, you are an inspiration to a lot of your um, college juniors as well. Few of them are really looking forward to reading this particular book as well. And uh, do you have any suggestions for uh, some of your, um, you know, alumni, some of your juniors, etc.? I think I would say the word is out there. I think they are coming into, into a place where India is at the cusp of growth or already is growing. And there are enough people available to help you what you want to do in terms of whether you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to work for a company. So I think future belongs to all of you who are gadgeting now and willing to make mark. I think all it requires is focus and hard work. I would say that. I think that is the one, my learning of all my experience so far, you know, from where I started, from where I am today. I think it is it boils down to focus and hard work. I think all of you guys, all of us who made it to now are intelligent, have come from similar backgrounds, you know, especially growing up in India. I think what starts differentiating as you build your career is focus and hard work, which is very hard to maintain for, for a longer period of time. You know, there are always distractions. So how do you always come back and keep your focus and hard work, I think, can lead you to massive success in whatever you do. Excellent, Manu. Thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for giving uh, your valuable nuggets of information. This was really helpful to a lot of our uh, listeners. And a lot of people will uh, definitely read this book. And I would recommend our listeners to go give it a try. The Indian SaaS story. Thank you so much uh, for your time, uh, Manav. Thank you.
تأثيرها بال... 